Welcome into the Pod Slamma Jamma YouTube channel. My name is Andy Honest. Joining me today on Dunlap, and today we're gonna get right into Houston Cougar football predictions. Last week we talked about the defense overall as a whole. We broke down three different skill groups, three different positions, kind of grouped a, a couple, but all among the defensive line and linebackers and defensive backs. Today, we're going to be focusing specifically on the quarterback battle and, of course, the running backs as well. Um, the big storyline heading into training camp, which the Houston Cougars are set to kick off to start their first official practice leading into the training camp as they gear up for their first game of the season on September 2 against UTSA will be tomorrow, Wednesday, August 2nd. And like I said, all eyes are on who will be the quarterback, who will be the QB1 for that game against UTSA. Depending on what you hear or who you've asked, it seems like Donovan Smith kind of has an advantage. But Dana Holverson says he's not going to name a starter throughout camp. He wants him to compete. He wants him and the Lucas Coley, who has been a year under the Houston system, to compete and earn the starting spot. And while they're doing so, be able to push themselves to continue to be the best versions that they can be. But let's start on it, Dayon. We've kind of touched on it on multiple episodes, but Smith, Coley, Better man win, but what what do you want from the starter? Um, what should be really the recipe for the starter? What do you want to see from the starting quarterback week one against UTSA? What I want to see from the starter is confidence. I think they have to show confidence and bring confidence throughout the entire team and throughout the entire offense. And whoever the man um, may be, that's what I want to see. I, I want to see them come out and lead with confidence and play with confidence. I think, <clears throat> excuse me, um, like Coach Hogerson and, and, um, has said, it, I think Donovan Smith is, is leading the pack right now, but it is a competition. It is a battle. And I was able to talk with one of my colleagues who went to Texas Tech. He um, used to be on the Texas Tech podcast. and He watches every Texas Tech game just like we do with Houston. And I asked him, what should we expect from Donovan Smith as a quarterback? He literally had – Nothing bad to say about Donovan Smith. He said he could have been our prohibited starter, but um, Tyler Shook and another quarterback would just got the spot. But he said when he was on the field for Texas Tech, he was a really good quarterback. Um, didn't turn the ball over much. But he said his only knack with um, Donovan Smith would be if you can make him hold on to the ball and take away his first or second read, and then um, things kind of get tough for him. But a dual threat quarterback, a power runner, and can make plays and make all the throws. Uh, I think Donovan Smith probably does have the head up because of his experience and with his attributes. But Lucas Coley, I can't wait to just to see him to get to know the type of player he is. I've been following him on social media, seeing different workouts that he's been, different arm angle, different throws that he can do, and he seems like he's a, a worker, a hard worker, no question about it. I just want to get out and see him be on the field. I think last year he seen him run, uh, run the football in spurts. Didn't really see him throw the football. So I, I really don't really know what he can do as a quarterback. But whatever he does, I want him to do it with confidence. You're right. We know absolutely. We know this for a fact. Lucas Coley can hand off the ball to the running back. No problem. <laughs> As we saw him do it during the 2022 season. I think obviously, like I mentioned at the beginning of the segment too, the, the, 
one advantage or an advantage that Cody has is that he, he is familiar with Holgerson's system, with the UH system specifically. I know Donovan Smith kind of comes from a similar uh, background, a similar tree in Texas Tech, but obviously he also got a chance. Coley did get it, got a chance to see how Clayton Toon operated uh, and kind of got to see um, how how the offense is ran from an experienced veteran starter in Clayton Toon. Now, Hogerson has said multiple times throughout the spring, and he reiterated again recently that both will play regardless of who starts during the whoever's quarterback one during the course of the season. So I think that's going to be something that's going to be very interesting to keep an eye on to see just how involved both quarterbacks truly are uh, over the course of the season. And, of course, there's a few new faces as well. They had Ui. Ali, I believe is how you say his name. I'm probably butchering it badly, but he's a transfer from Golden West Community College over on the West Coast at Houston Gats. They got him relatively late. They got him around mid-May to join the program. Jet Huff, Caleb Mimickle, who is a freshman, and Jake Sock are also faces that are going to be in the quarterback room through training camp and into the season. Now, obviously, that's going to be the main storyline throughout training camp to see who gets that QB1 between Coley and Smith. Now, transitioning to a similar, not a similar position, but a position that also shares the backfield with the quarterback in a very important position at that as well. It's the running backs group that uh, the big storyline in the offseason for this particular position group was the loss of Alton McCaskill, who transferred to Colorado, which, by the way, big news for for college football, college, the college world. The Colorado's going to be joining the Big 12 starting in 24-25 season. So the Houston Cougars could very well see Alton McCaskill on the field uh, sooner rather than later as an opponent. But transitioning back to Houston's running back group specifically, Throughout the course of the spring workout, spring practices, it seems like, not the spring practice, but before that, during the early portion of the season, once the 2022 season had ended, it seemed like Houston was going to be focused. They felt confident that McCaskill was going to be their lead back. They were going to be able to really have a game plan around McCaskill. And then obviously, of course, when he transferred, decided to transfer, it completely shifted the gears. It changed everything. There's... There is a void. There has to be a new running back one. Now, as that may be true, they're also in a bit of an interesting position where they're kind of used to playing without McCaskill because, of course, he missed all of last season with the ACL injury and it got invaluable playing time or valuable playing time for Stacey Sneed, Brandon Campbell. And honestly, I think Stacey Sneed probably benefited uh, the most for lack of, I hate to phrase it that way, but he was able to get a lot of playing time and he showed flashes uh, in the minutes that he did have and he showed that what both Campbell and Snead have, they're versatile. They can both catch passes out of the backfield and they can be straight up runners. They each rushed for a hundred yards over the course of last season. And they complement each other well. Two different style backs. Stacey Snead, like you said, can do all things. They both can do all things that you need running backs can do. But I would say Stacey Snead is probably more of your home run hitter. He showed electric fire speed and he's really, really explosive. I think Brandon Campbell is explosive as well, but He's a, a, a running back that I would say that can make you miss in short spaces and get that hard tough, hard tough yards. He can run in between the tackles. So can Snee, but Snee is one of those elusive players who has just blazing electrifying speed. 
But I think Brandon Campbell, in my opinion, has the ability to be a next level back. I just see special all over him um, when I watch him play. Short spaces, he can make you miss and get those tough yards. It's rarely that you see him tackle for a loss. So, um, like you said, I think last year really, really helped prepare them for this upcoming year. And um, they're used to playing without Alton, and now he's gone. I think those two now will relish and really, really take a next step to be even more consistent this year. Now it's about some of the other players. How much will we see um, Tony Mathis Jr., who transferred over from from West Virginia, who was coming into his senior year? How much will we see Keelan Walker, who's been with the team now for, I believe, four or five years, and it was primarily used as a blocking back last year. And so I wonder how much will we see some of these older guys in. we got a plethora of talent as far as younger backs, but I don't necessarily expect them to see the field. Um, they may because Houston does run um, a platoon running back system, but I just named four running backs that's upperclassmen that I'm sure is kind of ahead of them in the depth chart. So I'm excited to see what each running back can bring, especially the new addition with Tony Mathis Jr. coming over for West Virginia. Quick correction, I have to make Brandon Campbell. He rushed for 80 yards against Texas Tech. He had over 100 uh, yards from scrimmage, 100 sc- over 100 scrimmage yards, but he only rushed for 80 against Texas Tech. That was his high a season ago. But no, Dan, you're absolutely right when it comes to Tony Mathis Jr., uh, the transfer from West Virginia, who Dana Hogerson originally recruited when he was still the coach at West Virginia, stuck out in West Virginia, and now he decided to follow Dana Hogerson here in Houston. And he's going to be a very interesting, uh, face uh, depending on obviously how Brandon Campbell and Stacey Sneed do during uh, during training camp and into the season but he had some very good games for West Virginia a season ago and he had he very much a workhorse because he had 10 or more carries in 6 out of the 10 games for West Virginia the 6 out of the 10 games that he played in and he rushed for over 100 yards twice so sample size small sample size but he showed that he's more than capable of being an effective runner and, and an explosive one at that for West Virginia in the Big 12. Yeah, he has. I saw um, a call through his games last year. And so, uh, like, I, I want to see what he brings in this system. I mean, he's familiar with the system. He was recruited by Dana Hogerson. So I think he has familiarity. But not only that, he has familiar, familiarity playing in the Big 12. And so I think with that alone, just like with Donovan Smith, should be able to get him on the field. That way – um, you don't have to – because last year, Brandon Campbell and Stacey Sneed got nicked up, just like a lot of running backs do. And it was a three-running back system well, with Tejon Henry. So I expect the same thing this year. I expect Tony Mathis to get some carries. I expect Brandon and Stacey Sneed all to get carries and Coach Hogan to utilize all of them. And I'm just wondering, what does Keelan Walker – because Coach Hogan has mentioned Keelan Walker doing a few of his availabilities throughout the offseason. So – Will his role grow grow even more, or will it stay in what it was last year, primarily used as a blocking back? But, I mean, to be at this level, you have to have some form of talent or you wouldn't be on the team. And so I think each of those players just need touches. I just want to see them stay healthy. And will any one of those running backs kind of separate themselves, become the lead back? Because that's something that Houston did. If you're kind of the hot hand as a running back, they'll stay with you and they'll ride you. But – Will any one of those running backs kind of separate themselves and become that alpha male that we know Alton McCaskill was? Because we saw the interview and we played on our, on our podcast where he said, I mean, all of us can be the best running backs, but I'm number one. He said he's that guy. And so yeah, I love gonna that. He's going to be the one leading the group. Yep. Yep. I love that type of attitude. But now that he's gone, who in that room is stepping up to be like, 
I'm him. I'm going to be him. I'm going I'm to do it. So I, I want to see it. But I love the skill positions um, from running back to the receivers who um, we'll get to here in a second. For sure, and something that head coach Dana Holgerson said multiple times throughout the course of last season turned out to be true because, like you mentioned, Dayan, there was a lot of injuries across the roster, but specifically when it came to the running backs. So a week here when Tejon Henry would be injured, uh, injured, it would be a week there when uh, when Brandon Campbell would be dealing with something. Even Stacy Sneed dealt with a couple of stuff during the course of the season. So this is a, just a position group that just overall – Obviously, they're going to be the the running backs are the ones that are getting hit every play that they touch the ball. So a lot of wear and tear on their bodies. So depth, you know, one of the crucial things for this position group. And uh, you mentioned that Keelan Walker will be interesting to see if he does get a more expanded role when it comes to carries. Uh, didn't get much a season ago. And other running backs on the roster, Maurice Reed and Sherman Smith. Maurice Reed was a redshirt last year. Didn't see any action for Houston. Of course, the new faces, new additions in Rashawn Sanford, the second freshman, and Parker Jenkins, who was on the show. We've got to yep. hear from him, just an athlete that he is. Um, oh, two-sport athlete that, that he was, you know that he's going to be able to be fast, but it's going to be interesting interesting to see if they're able to find a niche and, and be effective if their numbers are called upon. Right, and I love everything about Parker Jenkins in regards to his temperament, his maturity as um, a young man, and he sounds very confident, but it's a tough hill to climb in regards to just the numbers, and but his talent stands out, and he jumps up to be that guy. I would, I would root for him for sure. But I think the running back is going to be one of the most important positions, of course, with the quarterback in the offensive line because they're going to need the offensive line in the running backs to take pressure off of the quarterback to not allow them to have um, – try to limit their passing situations and long third-down situations. So the running game is going to be vital, especially the time for possession. I know Coach Hogson – has a knack for running the um, run-and-shoot offense, spread offense, but he's religious with running the football. Yeah, it's certainly going to be one of the focuses that Dana Hogerson wants to establish. He wanted it to be a focal point a season ago, and uh, didn't work out that way, again, due to injuries and a lot of other factors. But that's going to be something, like you said, Dan, that's going to be crucial for this team with whoever's under center for Houston. It's not going to be Clayton Toon, so there's going to be some type of growing pains, regardless of who that quarterback under center is. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Pod Slamma Jamma, whether you be listening here on Pod, the Pod Slamma Jamma Spotify, Apple Podcast, or here on the Pod Slamma Jamma YouTube channel. We thank you for taking the time out of your day to make us a part of your day. If you are watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to the channel if you're new. And if you are a returning a person fan of the show a supporter of the show be sure to give us a like it's the easiest way to support us and help this channel continue to grow as we march towards september 2 in the first game of the season for the houston cougars football team when they take on utsa at home that's going to do it for today's episode as always down you get the final word it's simple go coops <laughs>